The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you not Marin then? Like, where are you? I said, and I'm Marin. I know, but it took like a beat. It was like a good long beat. <laughs> and this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about... <laughs> I fancy stats and general shenanigans. I don't even remember how that goes. And also Karen freaking out about me. Not immediately saying my damn name. Well, I was like, did she forget her name? No, I was just (laughs) waiting for you to finish speaking. Uh, This is the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and not remembering our names, apparently. I... Absolutely take offense to that. I 1,000% remembered my own fucking name. I don't know. We had just been talking about D&D. I believe when... Yeah, this is Katrin. Uh, I believe when you listen to this back, you will realize that it was not quite the pause that you think it was. It is December Although, 16th. at church this morning, they were talking about joy and the expectation of joy. And one guy, like, he, the pastor talked to somebody and he was like, this man described, like, the moment that he was waiting, like, that, like, um, proposing to his wife. And he was like, and the guy was like, yeah, it was like 28 years between when I asked her the question and when she answered it. But, like, as soon as she answered it, it was that overwhelming feeling of joy. And I was like, okay, that's a great description of how long fucking things take. Apparently, it was 28 years in between when Carolyn said, I'm Carolyn, and when apparently I said, I'm Marin. And so, even though from my perspective, it was literally right after. <laughs> you know, honestly, you will have no idea how long it was because I edit this podcast. <laughs> I expect your apology tomorrow evening. Oh, man. So to set expectations, guys, and I'll put this on the Twitter, too, we are recording on a Sunday evening, which means that this is not going to be a Monday morning podcast. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I was busy literally all day today. And frankly, it was a good thing because I got my house in order. I made a to-do list. I am freaking out slightly less about leaving the country. Oh, that's good. When do you actually fly out? Literally on Christmas Eve. So we fly out very, very, very early on the 24th. Are you going to lose Christmas? Yeah, but neither. My aunt and I aren't religious, so. There are, like, like, millions of people who aren't religious that still celebrate Christmas. Well, no. I mean, so we're celebrating it secularly with the family before Uh we leave. Okay. And then we're going to celebrate it secularly with the family when we get there. Because they're flying, you know, my cousin's there and my, my nephew's there. I'm literally bringing an entire suitcase of gifts. Like, I can do Uh, this trip on a carry-on, but I'm bringing a checked bag. (laughs) Gotcha. So, for me, I get two Christmases, and because I'm not a Jesus person, I don't care that I lose the actual day of Christmas. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know. Oh! I was like, Speaking of 28 years! (laughs) I was like, what was I saying before we got on this whole topic? It is... (laughs) Our 88th episode. (laughs) Oh my god, we're already like five minutes in. Uh, It's our 88th episode. It's Sunday the 16th. You'll get this podcast when you damn well get it. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas! Cheermas. Merry Cheermas. Merry Cheermas. Cheermas non-denominational Cheermas. Is is this our version of Candle Nights? Sure. (laughs) 
Very cheermas. Except that there is one very strict rule is that you have to watch cheesy holiday movies. Absolutely. No. Uh, and like cheesy romantic holiday movies. Yeah, I'm not no, talking like, about watching the Santa Claus. Somebody asked me if I had watched that one, the Christmas Chronicles with, um, what's his name? Kurt? No, I haven't because it doesn't look like there's a romance in it. Right. Same. I was like, well, it could be good, but like that doesn't mean I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look like freaking Kurt Russell's falling in love with anyone. So I don't care. I could not remember his last name, and it's literally the pull from my brain was, you know, the guy who is an overboard. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so mine is even worse, because I know him first and foremost from a movie that was made in the 60s, I believe, or the 70s, called Follow Me Boys, which is a movie about literally the Boy Scouts. Oh my! Not even joking. It's but it's. I mean, it's a Disney movie. It's not even. It's not like it's a. I mean, a Boy Scout. I don't know. Related. Follow me, boys. I could not tell where you were going with that. It is. It is a movie about like a Disney movie about the Boy Scouts, and Kurt Russell is this kid that has this like really shitty home life, and he finds you know mentorship and leadership and new purpose joining a bunch of Boy Scouts and going off in the wilderness and tying knots. And I mean, like it was. It's. I have been watching it since I was a child. I love that movie, but it's also like I can look at it now and be like, "It's this is a lame movie, but whatever, it's fine." Boy Scouts definitely didn't age well. Uh, I mean, they've they're they're trying now a little bit more than they did. And so are the topic of our actual podcast. Are no, <laughs> they're not, that did not age well. The Things Dallas that did not Stars defensive scheme. <laughs> the Dallas Stars 2018-2019 season. Uh, okay, I, I don't know how much of them you got to watch this week, but it was... Zero. I watched zero. I'm gonna, I, you know... I'm, okay, let me... Confessional booth. Not a religious person, so, Mary, you're gonna have to absolve me on this one. I Every time I was home and a game was on, I thought to myself, I should watch this, because I technically like this team. And then I thought to myself, but you know what's more fun... Watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I mean, there are so many things I would have rather been doing than watching The Stars this week. I watched all four of those games. Oh, and girl. I recapped for Defending Big D three of them. Oh, so, like, no. three of them I had to watch from Puck Drop until the bitter goddamn end. Thursday night, I didn't actually watch the whole thing because I was at D&D, but I, I caught most of the second and all of the third. So, like, and that's the game that started at 9 fucking 30. So, I was up till after midnight. And the only reason I did it at all is that I didn't have to be at work until until 9.30 in the, eve- in the morning on Friday because we mm-hmm. did our Christmas party. But, yeah, I was, like, I just, I felt like I needed to. I felt like if I didn't, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I felt like I had to. But it was, this week was one of the most painful weeks as a Stars fan that I have ever experienced. And that includes getting, like, like, you know, ousted in the first fucking round of the final, of the, of the playoffs. Like, that year. Uh. Like, this was, this was the worst week as a fan. It was awful. Like, nothing was happening right. Nothing was getting generated. The, last night, like, it was... It was midway through the first period before they had more than one shot on goal. The the fucking 
who were they playing last night? God, the Avalanche had four goals. Two of them got waved off, waved off, but they had four goals before the Stars had a, like two shots on goal. That they had is... they had three goals before the Stars had one shot on goal. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> it was awful. It was just so bad. And it was one of those things where, like, I'm watching it and I'm just like, sell the goddamn team. <laughs> like, <laughs> just burn it to the ground. They don't even deserve to live. If there is never, if there is ever a stronger case for John Klingberg's Norris candidacy, it is how they're doing right now without yeah. him. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Because oh, they're falling a fucking part. And, like, I don't, it's not like John Klingberg is the glue that holds them together. There's more going on with this team. But, yeah. like, obviously he is a kingpin of a player to suddenly lose midway through the season. Not even midway. Very early. I know. Very early in the we're season. We're getting him back midway through the season. But, I mean, he's still not back yet. And we're now in mid-December, so. Mm-hmm. Which is so weird. I can't believe we're in mid-December. Dude. I leave the country in less than 10 days. For those who didn't watch hockey this week, like myself, Dallas is currently out of a playoff spot. Um, and even worse, even like, I mean, this just offends me as a Central Division team fan. Um, both wildcard spots are being taken by Pacific Division teams. What the fuck, Central? Well, I mean, you had the Blackhawks taking just a nosedive yeah, into no, the basement. Me. But, like, also, um, Minnesota, like, what, you you can't fucking have more points than goddamn Edmonton, Minnesota? What the fuck? I know, yeah, like, given all of the things that Minnesota has going for it and all of the things that Edmonton doesn't, it seems really strange to me that this is where Edmonton is right now. Like, all they have is is Connor McDavid. Like, yes. that's pretty much it. Anyway, Dallas, not very unexpectedly, is not in a playoff spot at the moment. They have 35 points. It's taking 39 right now to be in a wild card position. Um, it takes 42 to be up in the actual top three of the central. Dallas has also dropped down to a minus one goal differential, which is not great. I mean, it's not as bad as... I mean, that's the same as Edmonton has, so, like, I'm not going to be like, you can't be in a playoff spot with a minus one goal differential, but you do need to be better than Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> Being better than Edmonton would certainly help. Would certainly help. I I just don't see what can change. Other without than like getting I'm, John Klingberg back? Yeah, other than, like, getting John Klingberg back. and But even then, like... Again, you and I, anybody who listens to this podcast with regularity had, knows that you and I talked about this a lot. Like, the idea is that this, the forward group is just not great. No, they're not great. They did call up Dennis Gurionov yesterday. Oh, my God. Who played yesterday, I should say. The one bright spot. 
Seriously. He had just a couple of plays yesterday. There was one that I actually had like a gif of where I, the, that I shared. But you know those vi- like those gifs you see of Sidney Crosby just basically barreling through everybody, like moving the puck through people's legs and then like getting down in front of the goaltender and like scoring easily off his backhand. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the classic Sidney Crosby. Dennis Grianov was doing that. He just wasn't actually making the goal. But, I mean, like, I feel like that's something that's going to come, like, being able to read a goalie better and, like, know where they're going and, like, anticipate shit. But, like, the moves down the ice and, like, he walked players, like, who've been playing a lot longer than him. And it was amazing. It It was just one of those things where I was like, this... I mean, if this is the future of this organization, I'm feeling a lot better about some things. <laughs> but, I mean, the future of the organization is not the right now of the organization, and we're still waste- we've already wasted Jamie Benn's best years. So, uh, yeah. it like that that's the part that I just have a really hard time accepting is the fact that like we're already on the downhill slope of Jamie Benn. Of Jamie Benn. Yeah, it's really sad. And, like, with Tyler Sagan having such a weird season, too. Like, Oh, my God. When he finally scored yesterday, he scored twice. And it was just like, oh, God. Oh, thank God. Oh, finally. (laughs) What the fuck happened? Let's just hope that the levees have broken here. Seriously, yeah. I mean, if there was a one-man machine who could probably get the Dallas back on the offensive track, it would be... Tyler Sagan. Yeah. No, it would be. And I don't I don't understand what's been going on. So what's interesting, so Dallas has been not great this year, right? Like, they've been mostly a very middling team, but, like, their stats have been bad. Like, they're, the fact that they've lost four in a row is not particularly surprising to anybody who's been following their stats. No. But I saw a tweet going around the other day that was blowouts. So, like, games that have been lost by, like, Four plus. Mm-hmm. And a good half of the NHL was on there with like at least one blowout, right? Mm-hmm. Like even good teams. There were a few good teams on there. And the point was being made by a Philadelphia fan because Philadelphia had lost a billion of these kinds of blowout games. Dallas has not been blown out at all this season. And even yeah. if you look back at like the one games they lost, they only lost by two. It was a, granted, it was a 10 goal game. So A, Dallas did score four goals. That's. Not usual these days. <laughs> right. But they only lost by one to San Jose. Um, I think they only lost by one the day before that, too. Like, they only lost by two to Anaheim. Am I wrong? Um, I believe so. Let me let me pull up the schedule real quick. And, and a lot of those two-goal losses are empty netters. So, like, it's not that they're being blown out. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not. And, I mean, like, yesterday's was also, an em- like, a, an empty netter situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, the thing about, the thing that made yesterday so frustrating was that the team was playing, like, absolute garbage um, in front of Cute Oban. And um, they pulled him at the start of the second, and the team was playing much better in front of Ben Bishop and... You know, like, definitely got... And, like, they said on the broadcast that in between the, the two periods, like, it wasn't the coaches coming in and yelling at everybody. It, it was Jamie Benn, like, and the leadership mm-hmm. of the team, like, getting up and being like, this is garbage. We need to play better. Mm-hmm. Um, And so they were doing a lot better in the second. And so, like, they... And they actually, like, at at a point in the third, they were tied. They, they had actually brought it up from 
a three goal deficit to tie it at four. So, I mean, like, they actually pulled themselves together and were doing really well in the third, uh, but they could not stop getting in the penalty box, and it was killing them. They drew, they, they took seven fucking penalties yesterday. It was outrageous. And I was just like, yeah. Uh, and there were a co- there were two of them, there were two of them that I was like, I cannot fucking believe you have called this on them. Like, what is wrong with you? So mm-hmm. I don't even think that all of them were justified. But still, I mean, even if you take out those two, five is still fucking too many. Yeah. So, like, the the Avs ended up winning by two because they got the go-ahead and then the Stars pulled the goalie and then, you know, they got the empty netter. So, yeah, it's not, it's not, not, they weren't blowouts, any of these, any of these losses. And well, we they lost think of- three, six to Anaheim. Oh, okay. Okay. That's still... Um, not as bad as it could have been. Right. No, it wasn't. But like, uh, but the and the last think, the three the last one was a was an empty net. Yeah. So, goal six. And I think to your point though, the biggest issue with the stars right now that's keeping them. I mean, they're always going to be kind of a middling team, even with John Klingberg. I think you know we we've said that many a time. Mm-hmm. But what's keeping them from being a very competitive middling team is all of the fucking penalties they've been taking. Yeah. And it's been penalties from day one. Like, even when they were playing good hockey and everybody was healthy, they were still taking too many fucking penalties. Mm-hmm. They were just playing better hockey, so it didn't affect them as much. Mm-hmm. I don't see a way Dallas gets back into a very competitive race until they figure out how they're going to stay more composed on the ice. Yeah. No, I agree. What the fuck is that? A dog. Oh. I live downtown. This is a thing that happens sometimes. (laughs) Good lord. Yeah. Like, is that dog in your building? No. Okay. I'm just really shocked at how loud that dog is. Now it's two dogs. Two dogs and a dude. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's the dog from the building behind me. Okay. So I live in like a historic manor type house and there was like a, a, what are those called? Coach house type Uh thing. And that actually is owned by somebody who isn't even in our building's HOA, but we all share water because the pipes all share water. Oh, (laughs) okay. Because it's really old. Um, but they got that dog, and it freaks out whenever they leave. Excellent. Um, it's a very sweet dog. Here, okay, Marin. Extra special Marin reacts session. Oh God. Or Marin gives advice, or Marin has an opinion because that's okay. the thing that you do. You know, I have opinions all the time. <laughs> uh, I live for opinions. So, because that coach house is like still technically part of this lot. Uh huh. Like, Anybody in my building has to walk through their backyard, basically, to go get the trash in the alley. Okay. Sometimes they will just leave the dog in the backyard, like, unsupervised. Uh, no. They shouldn't be doing that. If that's not their yard? Well, it is their yard, but yeah, it but has you, you, to be like, walked through. It's the only access to the alley. If it is a shared yard... It is not appropriate for them to leave their dog unsupervised because that means that anybody else who has their dog, like, cannot take their dog out there now. Like, yeah. it's not your personal yard. You don't get to keep your personal dog in this yard all the time. 
I mean, it is their personal yard, but it has to be walked through from anybody from this building to go to the alley, unless you go all the way around the block, which you're not going to do. No. And, like, it's a very sweet dog. Like, it's very, very active, so I can understand why they let it run around a lot. But, like, it definitely tries to jump on me when I try to take my trash out, which, again, I'm comfortable with dogs. So, for me, that's not a big deal. I just, like, put my knee up and I'm like, no. Yeah. And it's fine. But I could see how, like, if, like, my my new neighbors were not comfortable with dogs. Right, right. Right? Yeah. No, I don't. To me, that is not, that's not appropriate. Do we want to get into the real Marin React segment? Yeah, let's do it, I guess. Dun, dun. Oh, Lord. Dun, dun. Oh, Lord. Dun, 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 dun. Marin reacts! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is my favorite thing I've come up with for the podcast in a very, very long time. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I completely understand. So the other thing that has happened, the big, big thing that has happened in the hockey world since we last recorded is that it's official. The NHL is going to Seattle in, I think, 2021. Woo! Indeed they are. Indeed they are. And, well, Marin has seen pictures from the press conference, or at least I know for a fact I have told her that the likely colors for the NHL team are Red, white, and black, because... Uh, I was like, wait, no, I haven't. What are you talking about? (laughs) Okay. Yes, I do know the colors are red, white, and black, and I believe I commented on our undifferent conversation that we were having that I was not a fan of that color scheme. But what you haven't heard is the rumored top choice for name. Oh, God, what is it? Well, do you want to give a guess as to what the top choice of name is? <sighs> okay. Does it have anything to do with the region that they're in? Not that I can tell, but somebody from Seattle might correct me. I mean... I feel it, let's like- just say this way. It would not be a out-of-place name anywhere else in the U.S. Anywhere else in the O. Then I've got nothing. So... Everyone's favorite name was the Kraken, right? Yes. Or the Baristas. (laughs) Or the Baristas. Uh, The name with historical significance that they could have gone with was Metropolitans, because there was an old-timey hockey team called the Metropolitans. Yeah, but you've got the Metropolitan Division, so I understand understand why they wouldn't go with the Metropolitans. I'm not a fan of it either, but I'm just saying, like, that at least had some significance. Sure. Uh, The rumored top choice for team name is the Seattle Firebirds. What the fuck? What the fuck? The Seattle Firebirds? Like, I I don't, I mean, it fits their color scheme, but like, what the fuck? That is so dumb. Which came first, the color scheme or the Firebirds? I don't know. God, I hate that name. The the egg or the on-fire chicken. Ugh, God, I hope it's the on-fire chicken. (laughs) Now that should be a team name. Uh, That's the Nashville Hot Chickens. Come on! I mean, really. (laughs) Ugh. The fight, I mean, God, that's such a dumb name, though. It's so generic. 
I'm so sick of these super fucking generic names. And, like, I mean, the stars are no exception, but at least, like, it makes a little bit of sense given it's the Lone Star State. Yeah. And Cowboys was already taken. And, I mean, they were basically just converting North Stars into something that made sense for the South. Right. But and, frankly, I like North Stars as a name. North Stars like, that is great. Made, that was a great name for Minnesota, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a look. I just Googled Firebirds to see what their possible fucking logos could be and all of them are terrible i mean i'm not saying that like these are their logos i'm saying like there are a million different teams with the name firebirds so now i'm just looking at other logos like could you not could you not try to be a little original did you really need another generic fucking ass name like the golden fucking knights Listen, if they wanted to have red as a color, then they were already going to be a generic-ass fucking team. Like, there is no way to make a... So I asked Micah, who recently... Read, uh, Micah Blake McCurdy at Ineffective Math, if you don't already follow him, which you should, and you should know that if you follow us. But I asked him, because he just recently redid all the colors for his charts for the team colors. Mm-hmm. There are, if I remember correctly... Nine teams in the NHL right now who use the same color of red, a bright red, which is what the rumored red would be for Seattle. Um, and then there are the Avs, which has the burgundy is kind of one of their 50-50 colors. Mm-hmm. And the Coyotes, which use Sedona red, which is kind of that more deserty red. Mm-hmm. So in totality, that's 11 reds. Yes. Already. Yes. It's too many fucking reds. Why the fuck would you pick red as a primary color in your fucking uniform? Because you haven't had an original thought since the 1980s? (laughs) Like, why else? They probably were like, yeah, you know what we need? Another fucking Spider-Man movie. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Seattle's Spider-Man you know it needs to be rebooted up fucking again how about another batman (laughs) we can make it darker and grittier than christopher nolan who's grittier than christopher nolan i know let's hire zach schneider who is zach schneider he did 300 you know that there's been a reboot since christopher nolan right of batman yeah, you you know that he's currently being played by Ben Affleck, right? Oh, fuck me. That's actually... Well, so it's yes yes and no. I wouldn't consider that a reboot. And it's not a... Ben Affleck it's is certainly playing, not following the storyline that came before, so it's a reboot. Well, no, but it's not It's not like a full-on Batman series. It's Batman as part of Justice Yeah, but it DC started universe. with Batman. Like they, were, they, like, they started with Batman to set up the whole... They did Batman versus... Superman. It's actually Superman came first, and then they added Batman versus Superman. Either way, I'm counting it as a reboot because they're not following the storyline that came from the, the movies before. I feel like we should make that a deep heart hockey poll. Okay. Is the current Ben Affleck Batman a reboot? You decide. <laughs> I mean, you can decide, y'all, but if you if you choose Carolyn's option, you're still wrong. <laughs> Like, I'll, I'll let this poll happen, but I know which one is right. And it's not yours. 
I'm just saying. What's your favorite Batman? Oh, God. Which uh, actor? Which actor is your favorite Batman? Oh, Adam West. <laughs> okay, okay. Fair choice, fair choice. I wasn't uh, even thinking back to the TV show. I Well, he also had his own movie. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Uh, it was literally called The Batman Movie. Okay. But uh, I I started what I mean I was watching the Adam West Batman's on um, the Nick at Night like with the, when they used to show all of the movie like the TV shows from the sixties mm-hmm. in the eighties when I was growing up like I loved that Batman uh, I I but the thing is it was one of those things where I was watching it and it was like I was watching it thinking man, if I'd been watching this as an adult, I would think this is so lame. Like, as a child watching it, I was thinking, like, I'm glad I'm a kid watching this because I don't think I could have gotten into it as an adult. Like, that is a thought process that definitely crossed my mind. I'm trying to think about my own experiences with Batman. Like, I can honestly, now that I asked you that question, I'm thinking about my choice. And, like, I actually have zero opinions on any of the actors who played Batman. Because all I cared about in those movies was, like, the side characters. So, like, Adam West was my favorite Batman. But, like, but that's also because I feel like he was the only one that didn't, like, that show was already so cheesy that he didn't bother making his portrayal of Batman a parody of itself. Like... When you get into the later Batmans, they're all like, let me make my voice as deep and gravelly as possible. And, you know, like, let, like, just over the top. And, I mean, the thing about that show was that it was all just hilarity. Mm-hmm. And so it was funny and lighthearted and everything was cool. Where it's like, the the reboot, like, every single reboot since then has been like, let me pound more misery into this story everything's awful like it's very dark there's bats everywhere like people have died oh my god like i don't it was like that that whole and like the thing is i don't really understand why that it doesn't call to me because i love a tragic backstory but it's like i love a tragic backstory where, like, the person has this tra- tra- tragic backstory, but, like, hides it away so you would never know. Whereas, like, with Batman, it's like, let me tell you about my terrible childhood all the time. And I'm just like, oh, God. He's like, I'm repressing my emotions, but you can tell that I have some fucked up daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we actually had this conversation at work the other day where we were talking about which one is your favorite Batman. And I was like, Adam West! And somebody else legitimately said the lego batman movie and i I was like i'm not i would actually have chosen that one if i even thought to choose that one because that is a great answer that movie was awesome (laughs) like now i now if if i'm expanding my batman verse yeah my choice is the batman from the batman animated series that you and i got to watch when we were growing up i feel like that series was less of like I mean, obviously it was kid-friendly, but, like, it felt like Batman was more of almost like a James Bond in a bat costume. Yes. Because it was, like, gadgety and solving mysteries and catching bad guys, but it wasn't like, I cry black tears. I cry black tears. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, and that's why the Lego one is so funny, because it makes fun of all of that, like, over-the-top misery. And, like, at this point, that was what I needed, is, like, somebody to come in and be like, okay, we've been harping on this tragic childhood tale for quite some time now. Let's make it funny. 
I mean, and I'm not saying... I know his background is his background. Like, I'm not saying that we need to, like, throw out the comic history entirely. But, like, stop rebooting it and telling us the same fucking story and trying to put window dressing differently on it. Because it's all the same fucking story. Yes, Seattle. Do something different. Yes, 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 Seattle, do something else. That was an extended metaphor. Like, a very, very extended metaphor. I feel like we might have been talking about Batman for, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm not sad about it. You know what would no, have been, been a better like better name? Is the Seattle Ice Bats. There you go. I mean, I know it's a rehash of the Austin Ice Bats, but the Firebirds is a rehash of every fight, everything. So, like, whatever. Yeah. And, like, 80, 80 high schools... In Texas alone. And the Flint Firebirds. Which yeah. is a hockey team. Well, and there's a Seattle team called the Thunderbirds. Oh, God. Like I said, WA. And, and, and a football team called the Seahawks. Does it need to be another fucking bird? <laughs> Maybe that's how they're trying to tie it together. Maybe. All right. Technically, technically, we are a hockey podcast. So there is some hockey news that sort of so much rumored came out today-ish. The Flyers are possibly the only team slightly more confusing than Dallas, though they are playing much worse. Oh, oh man. I was on Twitter for that game the other night where everybody was like, and goodbye, Hackstall. <laughs> yeah. Like, Ugh. <laughs> oh shit. I'm so- your life is obviously better, worse than mine. Sorry. Well, a little bit earlier in the week, they had already fired Ron Hextall. Uh, their um, former GM uh, and well-known uh, champion of GM Battle Royale and had hired Chuck Fletcher, who had been recently fired by Minnesota. And as somebody who prides herself in knowing all the GMs in the lake, I don't fucking know who's GMing Minnesota anymore. I don't. I just Would don't know. Would you like know. me to Google it real quick? I mean, sure. Don't... I. My, my feelings about Minnesota are so much that I just don't care. I'm curious. I've never heard this person's name before in my life. I feel like they were interviewed from Nashville. Let's, let's, let's look. Okay, well, his name starts with an F. Does, does that ring any bells? His last name starts with an F. Oh, fuck. It does a little bit, but, like... No, he, did come, he did come from Nashville, where See, he was I knew an assistant general manager. He was manager. assistant GM there. And he was also simultaneously serving as a general manager of the AHL Milwaukee Admirals. Which is Nashville's league. Um, he has two sons. That's not going to help. One of them played hockey for the AHL's Rochester Americans. All I can think of is Phil Housley, and I know he's the coach of... Oh, dang, Buffalo. he played for the Hartford Whalers. Okay, tell me who it is. Tell me who it is. Oh, his name is Paul, Paul Fenton. Fenton! That's right. That's right. Anyway, so Fenton came in for Fletcher. Fletcher was at loose ends for like a month. Then the Flyers fired Ron Hextall, and now Chuck Fletcher is coming in. But after that game, it was pretty much guaranteed that Hextall was going to lose his job, but he hadn't yet. So today, the rumor came out that they had, they were had or were going to fire Hextall. Very, very short order. And that Joel Quenville had already accepted an offer to be the next head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so ambivalent to anything that happens in the East, but at the same time, I'm just like, you guys are last. Yeah. In the East. Are they last in the NHL? Or is that a, is, uh, does that belong to a team in the West? That's got to belong to a team in the West. Yeah, that belongs to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh that's hysterical yeah the flyers are doing worse than arizona Ooh, and so is new jersey god i haven't even looked at these standings so much okay so Ooh, like just new to jersey. put it in perspective holy shit chicago's the 30th mm-hmm. oh my god so to put it in perspective, the Islanders, who are only one spot out of a wild card spot, have 34 points. And Minnesota, which is less than the Stars. Which is less than the Stars. Granted, the Stars have more games than they do. Two more games than they do. Um, but Minnesota, which is one spot out of a, a wild card spot, has only one more game than they do with 36 points. So go suck a dick, Eastern Conference. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I felt very much like... Holy shit, Buffalo. Yeah, dude, Buffalo's doing shit. Damn. I also, I don't feel like I would have ever expected Calgary up there either. Uh, Calgary's pretty okay. I, like, you can't really tell, like, it all hangs on their goaltending. If they get a decent goaltending performance, the skaters will deliver. But they get hung out to dry by their goaltending so often that you can't really tell sometimes. Okay, um, I I have a last minute add to the reader questions that relates to this topic. Okay. Re- reader Marin wants to know <laughs> <laughs> when the Dallas Stars miss the playoffs yet again, who should I root for? <laughs> because I don't I don't even know what other teams I like anymore. <laughs> I always like Tampa Bay. Sam, Sam Gagne is no longer in this fucking league, so. <laughs> because the because the Canucks just live to piss me off in every way possible. Uh, I'm going to root for Tampa Bay. Yeah, that feels I that like feels Tampa right. Bay a lot. I like Steven Stamkos a lot. Um, I want them to trade us Braden Point. I mean, they already traded us Ben Bishop. Oh, no, they didn't trade us Ben Bishop. Uh, they did. Bishop. Yeah, they did. But it was like one of those, like, we traded for his rights, so we only gave him, like, a fourth. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I don't know who from the West I would root for. None of them. San Jose. San- mm, no, they have Vander Kane. I can't remember. I was about to say. Nope. Mm. Nope. Okay, Tampa Bay. I'm rooting for Tampa Bay, bitches! Bitches! <laughs> Let's go to Florida! No, I'm, that's fine. I look great in blue. <laughs> Same, right? Dude, for the 45 minutes that Sam Gagne was on Tampa Bay, I was so ready to buy a Tampa Bay jersey because I was like, I look green in those colors. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I that's could, how I picked my soccer team. I, I could not bring myself to get a Canucks jersey, though. Because... Oh, no. And also, fuck them. Yeah, and also, fuck them. Absolutely. Do we want to talk uh, about happy things? Yeah, let's, <laughs> on that note, let's talk about happy things. Sure. I have mine. Uh, yeah, you go. I mean, you know what? I'll go first because mine is kind of, 
I have been having such a hard time this past couple of weeks. Like, I'm so stressed <laughs> with, like, trying to get everything done leaving the country. And like I said before, we're doing our holiday early. So that knocks off several days of preparation. Uh-huh. And so, honestly, like, my happy thing this week is that I'm not going to be here in, like, less than a week. <laughs> like, I get a week. <laughs> You're so funny. And it's, it's, it's like a, it's a pretty happy, happy thing. I'm just like trying to be very positive about it and convince myself that this is all good and it's going to be fine. You are definitely going to be fine. You know, the minute I step, like the minute I get through security, I will be fine. Yeah. At the airport. Like that's all it yeah. needs to be like, but up until then, I'm just got to like power through and like keep imagining the beaches of Cambodia. Like that's all I got to do. Yeah. So that's my half thing is a mental place <laughs> where I am not yet, but will be. Sometimes that's all it takes. So I have uh, several happy things. Go for um, it. The first one actually happened like, I don't know. So my as as you all know, my sister recently moved to London and um, it's six hours ahead. So it's kind of some, hard sometimes to get like catch my, my niece and nephew when they're like not sleeping or I'm not sleeping or at work. So, um, I FaceTimed with my sister as she was like going through the night routine with my niece, um, and all that kind of stuff. And they were getting ready to, to, you know, get my niece in bed and, and asked her, you know, who do you want to read you your, your bedtime story? What do you want mommy, daddy, or, you know, auntie Marin? And she, she was like, I want auntie Marin. So, uh, my sister held the uh, phone up to the up to the book and I read her her goodnight story. Oh, that's very cute. All the way from Texas and it was the sweetest freaking thing. She's just the most adorable. So uh, that was really great. Um, and then the other happy thing was today. Uh, it was a really busy day, but um, it was busy because I was doing really awesome things. Um, I had church this morning. Um, oh my God. I had church this morning. And um, it was the first time that my three-year-old nephew had ever sat through, like, the, the full-on church service. And it's, like, they were passing around the collection plate, or the um, offering plate. And, you know, we're towards the back, so there was already money in it. And they, we, we passed it along, and he kind of saw it. And, like, everything's real quiet. And he goes, in a normal fucking voice, in a room that echoes, I want money! <laughs> You're all like, yeah, so do we. <laughs> but like, this is not, this is not where we get it. <laughs> I was just like, are you kidding right now, kid? So it was, but it was just so loud, you know? It was like, people five rows away were looking back at us and laughing. And I was just like, I don't even know what to do with this. Um, but right after church, I went uh, out to lunch with my really good friend. We went to um, the Nutcracker. So Yay! I got my Nutcracker fix in for this year. Uh, and it was the Austin City Ballet, so it was actually, like, not community theater, which, not to knock community theater, but, like, it was really good, Nutcracker. <laughs> so that was awesome. I really loved it. Um, and, uh, then we went over to the Armadillo Christmas Bazaar right after that, which is 
Um, yeah, it's just like in this uh, convention center, it's a bunch of booths and like craft people set up to like, I mean, some of it was like literally actually like, you know, Christmassy crafts and stuff. And some of it was just like, and here's, uh, you know, a bunch of gifts that you can get people for Christmas. And I'm still paying off an air conditioner, so I didn't buy fucking anything. But um, they had a really good like little choc- like chocolate place. Like they make Ooh. chocolate. It was, it was amazing so but they also sell out of their own storefront so like basically i'm just gonna go back there after christmas with my christmas cash and get myself some chocolate because it was fucking good nice yeah nice yeah oh and the last happy thing is carolyn and i are working on another project and we needed yeah. a, we needed a theme song and i took a flyer on my f- really good friend and co-worker um, who came through for us in the biggest fucking way, and I cannot wait till people hear this. I can't wait till you guys hear. Th- I'm so excited about this fucking project that like, I yeah, I'm it's having be such so a good. very hard time not talking about it. Yeah, same. same. But it's gonna be really fucking good. It's gonna yeah. be really fucking good. But it's probably yeah. not gonna be out until like. February of next year. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we were supposed to record this weekend and it didn't happen for various reasons. So um it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit later, but man, it's gonna be so good. I'm so it's gonna excited. be so good. I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited for yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, I actually had a lot of good things this week. So Yay. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I'm really salty about the stars, but everything else is pretty much going fine. Yeah. I'd rather have a bad Bad hockey team and a good life. <laughs> I I mean, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. The one and only Shani asks, number one, do y'all love anything as much as the stars love being mediocre? <laughs> <laughs> I saw this go through on the feed and I burst out laughing. <laughs> I, I saw it before I got on the recording with you and like, I honest to God wish that you'd been able to surprise me with that somehow because that is such a good question and I really wish I could laugh about it, but it's just too sad. (laughs) Within every joke is a half truth. Yeah, within every joke is a really fucking sad half truth. Um, Like a heartbreaking half truth. Uh, Like a... a, uh, this is where I put my love and time and energy half truth where you're like, is this worth it? Am I having fun? Oh, it's like when you date somebody for six years and it's like, Oh, we are on totally different pages. Right. I don't even think Jesus loves sinners as much as the Dallas (laughs) stars love being mediocre. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I think that the Dallas Stars love being mediocre more than God loves his children. No. <laughs> no. 
No. I, I do not love anything as much as the Dallas Stars love being middle of the pack. Fuck me. Fucking average as fuck. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Shandy does have a second question. All right. Have y'all seen The Nine Lives of Christmas? It is delightful. And she gives us a link to the Hallmark leading movie. I have no, not seen it. No, but it looks like it stars one of the fucking... Um... Oh my god, that's Brandon Routh! Yeah, is he like a Jonas brother or something? No, like... he was. He played Superman in one of the Superman movies. Okay, I didn't see that reboot. It was like the last Superman movie I watched, too. It was the one... Um... Was that the one that had... It was it was one of the really, really bad Superman movies. They're all really bad. Uh, it was one of the worst Superman movies. It was hey, Superman Returns. He plays a fireman. Oh. Wait. Is he the fireman that loves Christmas? I think he's the fireman that loves Christmas. I think this might have been one of... This feels like one of the... Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. Here's the actual description. Okay, read it to me. Fireman Zachary Stone is a confirmed bachelor who doesn't believe in love or commitment. Oh, when okay. a stray tabby cat named Ambrose shows up at his door, Zachary takes him in and slowly starts to see that a little companionship might not be so bad after all. Zachary's commitment to solitude is further challenged when he meets Marley. Oh, Mary Lee. I don't, I don't know, it's spelled weird. An animal lover and veterinary student who teaches Zachary... God, can't you just fucking abbreviate it once? How to care for his new feline roommate. Chemistry immediately develops between the two, but will they find a way together despite themselves? I just, like, how far has Brandon Routh fallen that this is what he's doing with his life? I still think he's a Jonas brother. He looks like a Jonas brother. He's got Jonas bro eyebrows. I mean, he's just got eyebrows. I don't... They're very thick and very dark. That's Jonas Brother Eyebrow. Oh, that's right. He was one of the vegans in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. That's such a good movie. I'm just going back to see if there was a different Superman he was also in, but I don't think so. I think it was just Superman Returns. It was so bad. That was the last Superman movie I've ever watched because of how bad it was. Huh. I'm just having flashbacks now. I mean, thank you for that question, Shani, but man, it took me to a dark place. Um, <laughs> the Dougal asks, what three gifts would you like to bring the Dallas Stars? I feel like we should answer this in two parts. I feel like we should answer this in what hockey gifts would you bring them? And then what non-hockey gifts would you bring them? Oh, gosh. Okay, so like we are the two wise ladies. And I mean, we are a lot smarter than all of them put together. Pretty much. And our cats. That's the third one. Oh, yeah. We do have three wise ladies. Um, our cats collectively count as one person if they stand on top of each other. So, mm, there are four of them. I mean, And they're all yes. female. And they're all ladies. That is very true. Uh, we could even throw Mary's in there, although Mary's would kill the rest of them. Because <laughs> hers is also a lady. <laughs> Two wise ladies and one bag of screaming cats. <laughs> <laughs> What a party! <laughs> so, first of all, I would like to give the gi- the stars the gift of offense. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe a positive goal differential. I would like to give the gift of 
neutral zone entries and exits. Yeah. I would like to give them the gift of composure on the ice. Damn. We're good. That's fair. We that was like wise gifts all around. Yeah, good job. Uh what 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 potentially not hockey gifts would you like to give them? An audible subscription. Yes. (laughs) For those of y'all that can't figure out how to open a book, maybe you can just listen to one. You can put it on your commute. Right? Listen to it on the plane, dudes. Oh, God. Stop playing so many cards and better your minds. I would like to give Tyler Sagan the gift of really thinking about what he says before he says it. Yeah, that would be a good one. I would like to give Essa Lindell, or Lindell, the gift of way more interviews where he says the word balls. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Please. That's my happy thing right there. Please and thank you. Show more balls. Show more balls. I would like to give them the gift of showing more balls. All right, I think we're done. I think that's that's seven gifts. (laughs) I I think we gave them a good number. Andrew, too cool for Callie, Ally asks, make a list of the unusual facial injuries Jake and Dickinson, Jake, Jake and Jason Dickinson. What What just happened there? It's like Jason mixed with bacon. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know. (laughs) We're guaranteed to see it in the WHL soon. We really are. Absolutely. I My oldest nephew is definitely naming something bacon at some point in his life. <laughs> it is his first and truest love. Uh, make a list of the unusual facial injuries Jason Dickinson will receive in the next few weeks, including who causes them and how severe they are. Okay, who are they playing in the coming weeks? I have a feeling that there's going to be a team-on-team injury at some point where, like, Radulov is going to high-stick him in practice. Oh, fucking Absolutely. Probably on the eyebrow. Uh, they're playing Calgary, Chicago, Minnesota, New York Islanders, Nashville, and Detroit in the next two weeks. Um, oh, man. Oh, my uh, God, Carolyn. My New Year's Eve game is against Montreal. Jordy Ben! Jordy Ben's gonna be in town! Ugh, okay, sorry. I don't even know who's on Calgary anymore. Is Sean Monahan still there? Yep, yep. Does, does Sean Monaghan make people bleed? I'm, you know, frankly, he would probably be challenged by Dickinson's cheekbones because Monaghan is very cheekbone. And he's like, you can't have better cheekbones than me. And just high stick him on purpose. I could see that. I could, I could absolutely see that. Oh, man. What is his name? There was a player yesterday who, like, purposefully, not yesterday, Yes, yesterday. Purposefully. Soderbergh. It's Carl Soderbergh. Purposefully hit Ben Bishop in his grill with the end of his stick. (gasps) I have... It's been a long time since I've seen Ben Bishop that angry. What a fucking dick. Yeah. He, like, Ben Bishop, like, stopped a goal and then Carl Soderbergh just, like, straight up in his face hit him with the stick. Oh, man. I was... I was so angry. Uh, Chicago. I'm going to say Duncan Keith straight across the mouth. Yeah. The way Duncan Keith has done several times in the past. And he's going to look like, what did I do? But he totally did it. What did I do? I'm just a chai in a box. I'm sorry. I, I went, as I said that, I was like, that voice is definitely the Charlie in the box voice from uh, 
from the Island of the Misfit Toys, so that's why I went ahead and leaned into it. Minnesota. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux just accidentally, like, is tossing pucks on the ice for his players to go get during warm-ups, and one smacks, of them careens wrong and just smacks Dickinson in the face. I could see But that. not very hard, and it was definitely an accident. Yeah, no, I could But it that. is still a frozen puck. All right, I feel like, I feel like three is probably good. Three's good? Three's good. All right. Three's good. Especially since we added a bonus fourth from practice from Alexander Rechloff. That's true. Okay. Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen asks, uh, number one, I can't believe they replaced the Buttes coaches mid-season. Did anyone see that coming? Uh, I can tell you who did not see that coming. <laughs> and that was the, uh, wasn't that the broadcast where the guy was like, so blah, 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 Buttes. And he was like, uh, we got relieved of coaching duties. Was that that? Oh my God. I don't even like, so I have not been following the season this year. I did know that they had gotten oh, replaced, but is that, I, I could believe that that happened. Yeah. I, I don't, I think that that was that, like, uh, he was on a broadcast later that day where his broadcast partner was asking him a question about the Buttes and he was like, Oh, I don't know. We got relieved of coaching duties. Wow. So Yeah. You need to look that video up. It's somewhere on the internet. So, no, I don't think anybody saw that coming. I certainly yeah. didn't see it coming. I also didn't see, looking up their standings, the Buttes have only won four and lost three. Which, I mean, granted, they don't play that many games. Um, and they are right. on a two-game winning streak, um, basically, since that coaching replacement. Oh, I found it. And it absolutely was about the Buttes. Sorry, what? Well, so I was going to say, so they absolutely were in, like, a, a hole, but they weren't in that big of a hole. No. So. That's what she said? Didn't see that coming. Yeah, well, neither did, neither did the guy that was doing this broadcast. Um, this is, yeah. It was for the Emmerks. Um, oh. This page isn't loading. But I guess he does, he does um, color commentary for uh, that broadcast. And, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the play-by-play announcer was asking him a question about the Buttes, and it was super awkward. Uh, as soon as this fucking loads, I'll send it to you, but, yeah, you've got to watch the video. It is so awkward. And we'll embed it with the, the podcast, too. The NWHL All-Star jerseys are out, and they are amazing. How terrible will the NHN ones look in, NHL ones look in comparison? So bad. I mean, have I mean, you seen no, those? bad. No. Oh, dude. Yeah, like, no. All-Star jerseys are so good. I'm Googling it now. So first and foremost, they went with a black and, or sorry, purple and yellow color scheme. Is this for 2019? Because it's. Yeah. Because they're playing in Nashville. And so not only did they uh, do one of my favorite colors. They also did a bunch of, like, super Nashville details. So on the purple jersey, the captain's C is done in that, like, country-style lettering. Um, and both the white jersey and the purple jersey have, like, kind of that paisley that you get on a lot of those country shirts. But, like, Ooh! I love them! They're so good, right? Yes! Oh man, that paisley that that design in the background is fucking awesome. It's so sweet. 
They did it so good. Oh, it's only around the collar on the white ones. On the no. purple ones, it's everywhere. The purple ones I, are also are the purple so ones. Good. The purple ones are far superior. Purple ones so good. That's what I'm fucking saying, Seattle. Yeah, and these the lettering on the purple ones is so good. Uh huh. Oh god, those are so cool. Driving girl asks, "Is it too early to do Dallas Stars New Year's resolutions?" Since we will not be recording till after the new year, no. Yep, it is perfectly the time. Perfectly the time. My New Year's resolution for all of them is to shoot more. (laughs) It's such like a stereotypical hockey fan thing to say, but it's actually true this time. It's actually true. (laughs) Because I sat through the first period against the Colorado Avalanche, and I never want to sit through it again. The the shot differential was 20 to 9. Oh, God. And it was literally halfway through the period before they had more than one shot on goal. My New Year's resolution be then um, protect John Klingberg at all costs yes. when he gets back. Yes. Because um, you never want to go through this again. Ever in no. life. Ever, 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 ever in life. Ever, ever, ever? Ever, ever, ever. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. Ooh. I am for real. <laughs> Never meant to make it up to cry. Never meant to make your defender cry. <laughs> Actually, our defender made meant to make your uh offender cry. Yeah. <laughs> uh I would like to give the Dallas no, I would like the Dallas Stars to resolve to work better on their communication next year. I would just like to say so Honka played last night and I know you and I have kind of cooled a bit on Honka, but I'm not convinced that he's not a better defender than Taylor Fedun or whoever the fuck else is playing with him. Fedun. Fedun, whatever. I'm just saying people have names and you can learn them. I guess. Fedun. I had never heard it said because he has not played in games that I've seen. Um, well, <laughs> well, I watched four games of him. Yes. Honka was on the ice for two goals against last night, but one goal four. Mm-hmm. And of the uh, 18 shots, including blocked and whatever, uh, four of the shots that he was on ice for were his. Yes. So Julius Honka was... Doing a lot to try and help (laughs) the team's offense last night. And I frankly, like, I don't give a fuck how he practices at this point. Because, like, we need that. (laughs) Play the NHL players you fucking have, guys. Right? How about, like, New Year's resolution? Let's just play the best players. Play the best players. Put together the best line combinations. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with you mixing things up as far as, like, line combos, because sometimes that needs to happen. But, like, just, like, like let's ice the best lineup we can every night. Yeah. Let's do that. Fucking stop experimenting with these really awful players. Career AHLers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need career AHLers on our NHL team when we have Yulia Sanka. No, we do not. Like, I don't care how he practices. Like, he may not be the guy that we thought he was going to be, but he's certainly not a career AHLer. No, he is not. That's all I'm saying about it. I agree. I think that's a good number of resolutions. 
I think that's so many years. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Um, so my biggest New Year's resolution is that I am only going to read books that I already own in the new year. Dang. And if I want to purchase a book, I am going to put it on a list. And I am going to set a time frame that I, like, I, it might be that I just wait till fucking 2020. But um, I'm going to put books I want to buy on a list. And if I still want to read them at the end of that time, or if I, and if I haven't gotten them from the library already, like, maybe then I'll buy them. But, like, I own so many fucking books that I have never read because I keep buying new books. Mm-hmm. So Same. my New Year's resolution for 2019 is to fucking stop. Because... <laughs> I need to spend money on food and my mortgage more than I need yet another fucking book that I'm not going to read for four years. Derek, that's a good New Year's resolution. Thank you. That is my, that's my biggest one. My other one is to try to do um, more active things because I am going to die someday because I don't move enough. (laughs) So my other New Year's resolution is to uh, be more active in the New Year. And I'm not giving that, like, a hard and fine, like, you must, like, work out this many days or go on this many walks or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm going to start with a baseline of just more active. That's a good way to, to start. Baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps. So what about you? Uh, I don't really have a resolution resolution. I do have a goal. And as I've talked about it on the podcast before, I'm part of this nerdy Star Trek fitness group. And one of the guys in that group did a million meter challenge. For uh-huh. 2018, and like fucking crushed it, because uh, he ended up running a half. So like training for a half is a lot. The idea is that you, well, he ran a, a million meters, and I'm going to do run slash walk a million meters for all of 2019. Like it's a full year, and it's like comes out to about 12 miles a week, which isn't a lot for me because I can start like because I like to run three miles at a time basically. Mm-hmm. But I also, if I walk during lunch, that's usually like a mile and a half. So mile and a half to two and a half miles. So I think that I can do that pretty easily. But also I, like I do want to get back into being more active on a, on a very consistent basis because I've been very inconsistent about my activity this year. Yeah. But it's a nice, easy goal. Like you can check it off. Plus you're doing a bunch of meters at a time and that feels good. Nice big chunks all at once. Excellent. Excellent. And that's all we have for you today. As we mentioned before at the top of the show, this is going to be our last podcast for a while. We will be skipping the one that we would normally be recording on December 30th. And uh, no, we, we are skipping the one we would normally be recording as we have every year on January 1st. Sorry, that one. We're skipping our annual January 1st podcast. I'm sorry. Carolyn's going to be uh, literally on the other side of the world. Literally. So. And. Literally. There will be many oceans and time zones in between us. <laughs> so, yeah, we are going. She's going to put together, before she goes, she's going to put together a, um, basically, you know, what we do every year where we put out our outtakes. So you're going to get. <laughs> you're going to get the blooper reel. You're going to get the blooper uh, reel. It's going to be great. And if you miss us too much, you can just re-listen to this episode because yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be a great one. <laughs> now that I've so, gotten to the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you won't hear from us again until the new year. So happy new year. Happy, uh, Merry Cheermas. Merry Cheermas um, and a happy new year.
And you can find us on uh, Twitter. You can find me at Classlicity. I am Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Depart Hockey. And if you have a longer question, comment, or a New Year's resolution you would like to share, you can email us at departhockey at gmail.com. And that does not have to be a personal New Year's resolution. If you have one for the stars, please share as well. Uh, you can also find our official blog at departhockey.wordpress.com. Bye! Adios!